Welcome to the School of Laughs podcast, brought to you by SchoolofLaughs.com. Whether you're an aspiring comedian, a part-time pro, or a speaker who wants to become funnier, this is the podcast for you. We'll break down tools, tips, and techniques to help you get bigger, better, and more bookable. And now, here's the show. Welcome back to the School of Last podcast. This is Rick Roberts, and today... In the School of Laughs headquarters, we've got a special guest. It's Randy Miller from Move On Today 2, who's going to talk to us about personality types and how we can approach different people we work with and work for, uh, even hecklers who are working against us, and maybe disarm them knowing the different personality traits that exist out there. And it's going to be a very eye-opening thing for a lot of us. That's going to be cool. Also, of course, we've got Gavin across the table. How's it yes. going, Gavin? Hi. It's good to see good. you. It's been a couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh, good to see you again. Hope you're feeling all right. I know yeah. you are out with the cold uh, last week a little allergies. bit that led into a cold and yeah it's so. tricky tennessee is the sinus capital of the world it's, it's a basin <laughs> where everything gets trapped and yeah. nothing gets out it's rough <laughs> but we're back we're doing good and uh, having a lot of fun as always we like to give a quick shout out to uh, itunes or a stitcher review so let's do that really quickly this is a, a short one just to let you know how short they can be <laughs> i don't y'all feel like this is a homework assignment but this is a nice quick one uh, back on april 3rd from iPhone Mommy. It's if you need perspective on the comedy business in order to avoid mistakes, this podcast is great. Cool. That's that's great. It's all we needed. Just a little that. bit right there. Yeah. It keeps us going. Keeps some meat for us to keep and us going. That's right. Remember <laughs> our goal for the uh, entire year is to wrap up the year with a hundred and we're in the f- 50s somewhere, 50 somewhere. Yeah. so uh, if you listen and you haven't had a chance to stop over and give us a review, uh, try to do that for us. We're trying <laughs> to hit a lot of different goals this year. Get and, to uh, work, people. <laughs> yeah, and it helps us be found, and, and yeah. we're, we're finding new people right and left. Uh, lots of cool things going on, but yeah. I don't want to take up too much time in the front end because we do have a guest who just literally flew in. And, I did, like and an hour ago. <laughs> and Gavin picked him up. And Gavin, where do you know this guy from? Uh, I've known him for 36 years. Um, he is my father. Um and I have been lucky enough to have a dad who uh, has spent his whole life sort of training himself and learning to train others. Uh, and one of his uh, strong suits is his knowledge of personalities. And it's crazy getting to grow up with that kind of thing because it gives you, it's like, here's the best tool in the world and you just grew up with it, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and a lot of people don't have that. and. And I did, and so, you know, sometimes when I hear the topics that we talk about on the podcast and stuff, it it hit me that like that's something that I have that I wanted to that give that knowledge to other people. Uh, except for I'm not the expert on it, that's so right. I don't know it. He does, and so <laughs> he was coming into town, and I was like, we're we got to get him on the podcast. It, it if if he can help you at all. I mean, it will do wonders for you. I mean, the information, just if you can just use a little part of it, it, it will help you in, in just about everything, in yourself, in your relationships with other people. Uh, it's really amazing, um, just all his knowledge on the personality stuff. So where are you? Come on in. Say hi. Yeah, Come in the water. Uh, so this is this is Randy Miller, by yeah. the way. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah also known as Gavin's dad. I, think I like to call him dad. You can call him dad too. So well, you you have you have kids, Rick. So yeah. you know that you know. There's a point where you know you were Rick Roberts, and then there's a point where you just become you know 
in this case, Gavin's dad. Right. You know? right. <laughs> so, you know, I become Gavin's dad. I've, I've worn that label for a very, very long time, along with his two sisters. And, yeah. uh, you know, uh, so we've at, we've added uh, now Jordan into the group. Yeah. So, you know, we've, more family. there are four, four of us and uh, or four kids. So, uh, yeah, it's um, I'm Gavin's dad. So as it relates to all the people who are listening, I'm just Gavin's dad. And I'm so, so very happy for you, Rick, because you add uh, that therapy to his life <laughs> that he really needs yeah. so i really appreciate that yeah but uh yeah I, i've been doing this i you know just before we we came on air here i was thinking man i probably close to 30 years ago i was part of a um, you know, a group building effort, you know, where, you know, it's that now they call it team building, mm-hmm. you know, and have for a number of years. But there were about eight of us in this team. And uh, that was the first time I ever uh, even thought about or knew anything about personality typing. And uh, that's where I first uh, did my assessment. In fact, I still have that assessment. So that'll tell you something in a, in a little as we go through yeah, this a, process. That's a personality that's a trait of one of those that's a yeah. categories. Ab- yeah. Absolutely. And I'll give you another hint is that some years ago, uh, in fact, um, probably 27 years ago now, I, um, again, that's another hint. So I, I, uh, I was at a training seminar. I still have the workbook from the training seminar, and that was on communication, <clears throat> and it included some things about personality. It wasn't so much about personality, but it, it's it's amazing to me when I think back about it how uh, I've been influenced and affected uh, over and affected would be a good word <laughs> <laughs> over these years. And uh, but I love it. I, I love. Uh, understanding communication I understand uh, communicate I love understanding communication skills and working with people and and so I've listened to this podcast along with everyone else who is listening now listening to the two of you <laughs> and your personalities <laughs> expressed to one another uh, so uh, it's it's great to be here and and he's right I just flew in he brought me here instead of feeding me there you go. I did that. I was like, she was like, yeah, I'm kind of hungry. I was like, forget about it. That's right. <laughs> a full we're, stomach is a boring stomach. We're Let's on the way. Yeah. Stay hungry. Well, that's cool that uh, you made time for us, for one. It's also yeah. cool that you, you listen to the podcast, which is, you know, I never know who's listening. And Gavin occasionally will yeah. tell me, hey, my dad listened to this, and he had, you know, this to say about it. And it's always cool to get the, the input from folks that listen to it. And it having that background listening to us, yeah. I, I think, you know, you kind of know how these things well, run. We get really... Um, focused on helping the speakers and the comedians out there get better what they do. And one thing we just haven't covered is how you deal with the different types of personalities you work with. Yeah. And, and each week, unlike if you're in a regular, quote, a regular job where you're with the same people for years if you're lucky, yeah. you're with a different group of people every single week on the road. Uh, most of the comics here in this will go through the club system mm-hmm. where it's you, know, you, two other comics, a staff, a management team, yeah, and then as soon as you get used to them, by Sunday, you're <laughs> off to the next place. Your best friends, mm, yes. and then you're gone. Yeah, Right, so I think the information you're going to give us today will help us identify the type of people that we're working with, yeah. and the best way I'm hoping to get out of this is the best way to interact with those people so that uh, we don't get on their nerves, but we also let them know that we're professional and we're interested in coming back and, and the things that we want to mm, bring yes. to the club. Yeah. So uh, it's pretty cool, and I think everybody listening is going to get some cool stuff out of this. Now, when you... 
when we talk today, we're going to talk about a few different models, right? And the primary mm -hmm. model is this DISC. Can you tell us what yeah, this the primary model that I'm going to use is DISC because I've, I've used, not only was that the first uh, exposure I had to personality, and Gavin's going to get on to both of, both of us. I know you've been the tapping, table. We're both tapping, tapping the table, the table already. Over here shaking my head. <laughs> uh, but I, I, that's, uh, that was my first exposure, but over the years I've been exposed to not only DISC, but also Myers-Briggs, and there, is a, there are a number of others. Mm -hmm. In fact, uh, the new dating sites and all that's happening on the internet, but also anyone who these days, anyone who uh, does an application online for a job, almost every major company uses this approach. And there's, there's almost always four questions. And so when you walk, walk through those four questions, if you know personality, you're going to see what they're asking you. And uh, uh, if I might jump in here with you, you just recently did this in yeah. doing your own personality assessment, so you were a little more prepared for this broadcast today. So yeah. do you want to do you want to talk about that yet, or you want to well, wait sure. a little so we can actually? Why don't we do this first? Why don't we Why don't we go through the profile first, the assessment, and then people would that are listening would be able to see this sure. mentally, see it. Some I know are taking notes and so forth. So uh, this will be valuable. Uh, one of the things that if you imagine, for those of you who are listening, if you imagine uh, a circle about the size of uh, maybe a, a dinner plate, at the top of that circle, if you would write this word in your mind, persons who are outgoing. So on the top of the plate, you're going to write outgoing. At the bottom, reserved. On the left, you're going to write task. And on the right, you're going to write people. So when you look at this, it's, it's outgoing, reserved, task and people. So we're going to draw a line right down the center, top to bottom, and then we're going to draw, draw a line left to right and divide that circle into four quadrants. So almost all personality assessments are based on these four. Some have five, some have a, a number of more, uh, a number other of others, but typically these are the four. Now they may adjust the circle, they may put different things in different places, but typically this is the way it works. So in the left upper, we're going to put a D, in the right upper, an I, in the lower right, an S, and the bottom left, and a C. So it's D, I, S, C. So that's where we get the word disc from. All right. So in, the, in this process, now that you've got this visual, we're going to talk about higher and lower so that we might have a high D and we might have a low D, meaning there's greater expression of something uh, in your personality traits that relate to that. So this is kind of understanding this. And I know one of the, one of the things that you're interested in, in knowing about is there, there are two sides of this coin. One is what are we like and the other is what are they like. And no matter who we are, where we are, we're always, we are always tending to do uh, a blend of those things. One is our basic personality. When we're kind of relaxed, we're you know with people that we know, and and um, and then the other is with people that maybe we're in an environment where you mentioned a, a work environment. So we express our our personality different in each of those. So one is basic and the other is called environmental. So I know one of the things that you were you were asking and we, uh, we were talking about is, is it important to know who we are right. and what our personality style is? And I, and I believe that is true. It's definitely true that we need to know our own. 
But I like to focus, not only now that I know my own, I like to focus on speaking the language of the other person. Right, right, exactly. That's what I'm hoping for is yeah. if I'm a laid back, kind of easygoing guy, I don't want the club owner to in- interpret that as uh, not interested in being here. Right, you know, yeah. I want to you know, be focused on stage. Or not professional yeah, or I mean, something. Yeah. Let's say Gavin and I are equally funny to a club owner, but the club yeah. owner sees Gavin you know, on the edge of the seat all the time and like, eager, and, yeah. and I'm just a laid back guy. I don't want to be misinterpreted as as someone not interested. <laughs> not so, interested, yeah. So it's good to know what I'm like, and like you say, knowing the language of others. Is is this why you think people shift gears, like when the boss shows up? Like say the, in the break room com- compared to the the desk. You know, if the boss sees you in one place, even though you're in the break room, you kind of yeah. <laughs> straighten up a little bit. That kind of deal. Yeah, because you're you're working around people, like you mentioned earlier. Maybe you've worked around people that you're very comfortable with. Uh, and they're not your managers, you know, so you're not accountable to those people typically. So yeah, you're much more laid back with them. So you're probably kind of operating in your basic style. But when the boss steps in, you shift gears into your uh, environmental style so that you're presenting yourself in a way that says, I'm at work, I'm ready to work, I'm interested, as you just said. So I'm, I'm absolutely uh, I'm going lying to, to change. myself. <laughs> I'm lying to myself that this is, <laughs> yeah. Well, you may Maybe you're lying to them, yeah, you know, right. maybe that's it. But yeah, you're, you're presenting yourself in a way, as it would be a great example, whether you're a speaker or a comedian, when you go on stage, you are defi- You have been thinking about what you're doing. You've been planning, and as you have talked on podcasts in the past, you're honing and, and you know what you're going to do the moment you step on that stage and hit that microphone. And that's not only true for the comedian, it's true for the speaker. And I know you do a lot of, of corporate things where you're doing presentations that are not necessarily uh, based on your comedy experience. Right but you're using your comedy experience within your presentations that you're doing. And there are speakers that are listening, and I'm one of them, that when I listen to your podcast, I'm thinking, okay, how how do I build that into what I do as a speaker, whether I'm speaking to a group of 40 managers in a room or people who just kind of paid to show up in a situation where they're learning information but they're not from one company, they're from many companies, uh, maybe in a public environment versus a private on-site speaking engagement. Gotcha. Yeah, that's cool. It's, yeah. it's, it's definitely, <laughs> it's so much to, to, to process. It's a lot, yeah. In, in a way, but it's, it's also all very natural when you walk into a room or onto stage and, and you switch gears into that speaking personality. Yeah. So it's kind of a, are we, are we naturally, I mean, I know we're each part of all four of these, the DI yes, and the SC. Yes, we are. No, no one is ever not one of these. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We're a blend of all at all times, but we're higher at we're higher of something than we are of other. So you might be uh, a very high D. That's a person who's uh, they're a doer. They get things done. You know. Uh, in fact, their their motto is get it done. Right. And they're on that task side. And they're also very direct. And give you an example, I was working with someone who's a manager oversees about 140 or so people. And this is a woman. So these are not male female traits. They are personality sure. traits among male and females. In fact, most of the time when we say, well, that's a man thing or a woman thing, it's really not. It's a personality thing. So can we just call it a, a Bruce Jenner thing? It yeah. Could <laughs> yeah. It could be, yeah. It's, you know, that it's presents a whole different, <laughs> yeah, that's a whole, that's a whole different thing there. But 
what we're looking at is when we look at, at uh, uh, this particular woman that was communicating with me, I sent her an email in a paragraph form, okay? And she sent back to me an email that said, from now on, please use bullets. Wow. So she's a, <laughs> she's a very high D. She told me what to do. She told me, fortunately, she told me how to do it. Right. And she and I, we've communicated probably now for 10 or so years, but I know that I need to communicate to her in a bullet form. Now, mm -hmm. she's a D, high D. There's only about 10% of the pers of the population that's high Ds, okay? We're trying well, to weed them out as a, yeah. as a culture. <laughs> I know. Just chill this place out a little bit. Just We're eliminating them one way or the other. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> well, we can't handle you actually, guys. it's yeah. probably the reverse. The Ds are eliminating us oh, yeah. because <laughs> they, they leave people in their wake, you know. Yeah. But Ss are much more laid back. They're much more people-oriented. You know, they're quieter. They, they'll be in the room, but they're the ones that come along behind the D's and say, are you okay to people who right. the D's have influenced? There's about 55% of the S type in, in general population. So, uh, uh, yeah, fortunately, we don't have 25% or 30% of the D's in the population. Yeah, right. Or there'd just be less of us. <laughs> so, and like an overgeneralization, could I say that most um, – maybe surgeons would be like high D where the nurse or the, the assistant nurse or the, you know, the RN that would come in and make sure you're okay after the doctor leaves is down in the S. They're in the S's, yeah, because they want to care for people. They're, they want to support people. They want to take par care of people. But if you imagine in a hospital environment, that's a great illustration, by the way, but in a hospital environment, you still have to have a head nurse, which will probably be the person who, yes, can care for people and can train other people to do that, but they also need to manage people and they have to be the person who says, you need to get it done. You need to get the job done. This is how you need to get it done. And there are standards to be met. So that may be the seaside of that, you know, standards and particular things, you know, following in a uh, one, two, three format. In fact, most C's, and certainly those are blended with D's. If you have a D speaker, He's, he or she may use their fingers. They'll say, well, first ah. and second and third. So there are these little indicators like that that will, uh, you know, that will kind of lay it out in front of you. Page, you know, you can turn a page, turn another page, turn another page. And I, on the other hand, they may be all over the boards. You're trying to figure out where are they going to go with this thing. Interesting. You know, and they won't be doing that. So as a speaker, because I, I wear both hats, I try to be really aware of not my goal in comedy and in speaking actually is to keep everybody in the room involved every five minutes. I may talk for a minute where I might lose the D or the S, but within that five minutes, I'm going to circle back with the way they can relate to it. Just as some people can listen all day and listen, you know, have their eyes closed where other people are visual and they want to see the next slide. You know, I used to get a little bit of flack about having some PowerPoint slides, but guys especially, you know, tend to learn visually much more visual yes so i try yeah. to have a mix of all that what what does it say about me that, that put me back down on the s as far as trying to accommodate everybody uh yes. yet i'm doing it by having bullet points in the d yes the the s personality is the get along personality mm -hmm. can't we all get along okay uh, and the uh, the C, they're more cautious, they're more careful. Uh, and That's what I am. I'm the mm. over-internalizer, concerned, uh, and I compensate for that by going into like this sort of 
almost like a fake D personality where I take charge and I get things done, but I have to force myself to do that. I'm, if it's me, I'm, I'm, I would be at home, like arranging everything and straightening everything. You know, that's me. I'm the cautious personality. It was quite a step. That's why like, I, I feel like I'm going to have like when I said a heart attack and just burst into tears <laughs> before I go on the stage every time, it's because that's that's not me. I'm having to become another personality type to mm-hmm. to take charge. But when I get up there, then I'm like, hey, take charge, bam, 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 you know. And then I I retreat and go back into my normal personality. So your fear is more of the transition from off stage to on stage than yeah. being on stage. So once totally. you're up there, you're cool. Yeah, uh, that is that that hurdle for me. It personality wise and I, I know it's a personality thing because I see other people who are like I can't wait to get up there and I'm like who are you you're like a mental patient right that you want to get up there in front of those people and then when I'm then when I'm up there I'm like this is the best thing ever you know uh, hopefully or it's the worst thing but whatever but you're taking your chances you're hitting doing your hits you know but but my personality is to get off stage and just I mean go over syllable by syllable and beat myself up for potentially weeks on end about some little even if I've had and other that's things not going. that's not an exaggeration because I'll, I'll being his father I have some yeah. insight here <laughs> yeah okay. yeah so from the time he was small uh, I, I remember that back in the day this has preceded the internet and it's easy access to us he would he would research magazine after magazine after magazine if he was going to buy what we're wearing now mm-hmm. a set of headphones it would take him probably two months of regular reading of different audio magazines before he could finally decide which one, which which of the few right. that he had narrowed it down to, he was going to finally decide between. Not that he'd made the decision yet, but he was going to do it. But at the same time, now I'm going to ask you, Rick, what what color is he wearing today? Gray. Gray. So he he was he was so gray would be the C person. Okay. Yeah. The exact opposite would be the I across the quadrant would be the I opposite. Who's wearing white? The, well, I opposite. <laughs> well, yeah, it could be, or it could be someone who wears neon. Right, right. You know, I just came back from Disney World. Okay, the eyes they're they've got flashing ears on their head, yeah. not just ears. <laughs> the C would. Pr- I, I look I, at those people. I'm like, what is they wrong are nuts. With you? you know, yeah. those people are nuts. Well, that's because how do you live with yourself? <laughs> so. And it, yes, because because it. Uh, and I mentioned to you earlier, it's this, this the idea of dealing with difficult people because the people who are most difficult for us in our lives, and the manager who's the most difficult for us to deal with, or the uh, the person in the audience who's the most difficult for us to deal with, yeah. is if you're the C on stage and the I is in the audience, they're the person. If they're if they're ready to adopt and laugh with laugh with you, right. then they're there. You want them on your team. You want to focus on them so that you can expand that laughter to other people. Mm-hmm. But the C personality is probably sitting there still. They're the latest adopter. So they're standing there or sitting there with their arms folded. They're not smiling. And yet inside, they're still they're still processing whether you're funny or not. Right. You know, but you're going to eventually you'll get them. Eventually you can get them. If you if you understand how to reach not only the C, 
the I and the D and the S. Right. You'll get all of them. In fact, one of the funny things that I do, I just did this the other day. I was presenting to a group of about 20 women, and I said, I'm going to, I'm right out, right out of the gate, I'm going to ask you to do this. Over a period of time throughout this uh, training session we're going to do together, I'm going to be revealing my personality to you through little cues and hints. I've already done that a little on this podcast. So at the end of the podcast, I want to ask you what personality you think I okay. am. Okay. And so so I'm playing it from both sides. Sure. I'm identifying who they are, and I'm playing to each one of them. To the far left in the back, about three rows from the back, there was a C that did not smile with nothing I said. There was no engagement until the end, and yet she was one of the people who came up to me, which was probably somewhat difficult for her, mm -hmm. and she said to me, thank you for pointing out, and she mentioned something. <laughs> there were other eyes. It's like, you know, calm down, calm down, let someone else speak right. you know and yet when they identified me they identified me in all four quadrants because my I and my decided I environmental presentation is to say I want to speak every one of those mm -hmm. quadrants I want to speak their language throughout the presentation time right which I think it's you know Super as a speaker important. yeah and yeah. as a comedian I wonder how many times we're only, and in fact, we'll kind of go through a few questions that I have for you. Like, <coughs> if you're on stage and you are a solid high D, and there's no doubt about it, and that's who you are off stage, and you've managed to connect it's with that like on maybe stage. Kind of the type person who's like the bam, 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 yeah, bam. Yeah, I'd say like the alpha male kind of, mm -hmm. you know, yes. not to put a gender on it, but that's the kind of type, you know, type A yeah. male we hear all the time. Do you find, I see that they, the people that are that type gravitate heavily towards that type, yeah. and if you're not, you just don't even go see that kind of person. Right now, being in that high D, you're only 10% of the population. Oh, yeah. You have less potential fans out there. However, probably more loyal fans because they finally found somebody they can identify with. Do you think that's a fair statement? And they're the ones who may decide to invite you to their corporate event because they're the decider that's sitting in the audience. They're the person who gets things done. So you want to speak to them, but you you can make those people laugh. Right. You know, but yes, I, I um, so let, ask that question again. So, what did you say? So with, with, <laughs> a, with a high D personality or, or the L type, it, it seems like I, and I'm, so I'm putting words in your mouth, yeah, but, no, no. but when I see those people on tour, they're they're following, you know, like the Jim Nortons and the, the Bill Burrs are yeah. very much like them. Yeah. Almost, you look at it and it's a reflection of who they are, yeah. whereas you might go see somebody like Jim Gaffigan who is definitely, I would say, in this S category, mm -hmm. to, as high mm -hmm. S as you can get, where everybody in the world and can show up And his material touches everybody. Yeah. And that's probably a reason that he's got a new TV show coming on. <laughs> yeah. But it's interesting that both, you know, all types could have a, a great career and a solid following mm -hmm. and, and huge success, but that high D is playing towards a smaller group, yeah. but they're bigger and louder kind of in their roar for those people to find them and follow them. Yeah. And if, they're, if they tend toward DI, so if it's a DI, and they'll have, they'll, they may have some C involved in that, uh, in their uh, assessment as well. So they are driven in their doers. The reaction that they may have to someone who's a heckler in the audience, that either they will choose to use, they'll be direct with mm -hmm. that person and shut that person down, or like you've suggested in the past, is if you do that, you may 
you may just terrify everyone else in the audience. Now, right. some com some comics would do that on purpose because that's part of their comedy. But if if you do that and you shut everyone else down, everyone else is kind of you know, right. reacting. They're, they're they're you know they're like they can't breathe because they wonder should I move or should I say anything or even laugh. <laughs> don't now. look at don't look them in the eye. Yeah, don't look like, them in the eye. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, there is that dynamic for. There's only one other D in the room, and you're going at them as a high D with your bullet 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 points way to shut them up and all that stuff. Yeah, you're gonna scare all these other folks away. So you have to be aware of that, right? You yeah, you got to be aware of how to disarm this person while and keeping these people encompassed in the show. Yeah, the, the other mm -hmm. three groups. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like two Rams that you've yeah. seen, you know, on the on the Discovery Channel. Two Rams. If they're two D's coming at you at one another, yeah, it's going to be like two Rams butting heads. And if you butt heads with them, they're not going to give up they're because not. they're going to prove they're the stronger right. Ram. They're going to continue to come at you. Now the I is probably going to do it, but they'll they'll do it maybe with their combination of D. But the, when they do it, they'll do it for more laughs and to get attention. Mm -hmm. They th they think they're having they're part of the fun. They're helping yes. you, right? I right. Mean, or like, yeah. yeah. And most hecklers, I would say, come into this I group where they think that they're contributing to the show because they <laughs> see a gap in the humor. And they need that get a laugh, even, even if they're interrupting it. the person trying to deliver yeah. it. Yeah, uh, you got some of that going on. So. Well, yeah, or or they or they're trying to get attention and draw it away from you. Definitely. Exactly. Yeah. Interesting. So hecklers can be in all groups. Now, just the the business side of me is wondering, if you were a comic that was that high D, this bullet point oriented, would you advertise with bullet points in your ads to attract those people and to speak their language higher? Yeah. And just forego all the other you know, wishy-washy forms of advertising and stuff that doesn't appeal to your specific yeah. group. Is Come a, to the show, because you better. Here's three <laughs> reasons you're coming to the show. Yeah. Instead of, hey, three reasons you don't want to miss the show. No, here's three reasons you're coming. Yeah, I absolutely. Mean, would you say that's part of marketing and advertising like, to speak like that language Words directly? like must, Yeah. you know, or, uh, yeah, things like that, where you're being direct. Yeah, you're you're being an idiot directive. if you don't. Yeah, you, know, you things must like come. That. Yeah, things of that nature, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to be an idiot. I'm going to show up. <laughs> Fine, I'll show you. I'll show up. I'll right. pay the money to come to your show. That's right. We're already yeah. getting pushback just yeah. from our ads. Yeah. <laughs> so we're so, but you've gathered you've gathered a room of those people. So you and hopefully, if they bring their wife, their wife or they bring their husband mm -hmm. is the opposite of the quadrant. So now you've just mixed it up because you you advertise to one and you got that one, but you also get the opposite because typically, not always, but typically we gravitate to the person who has personality traits that are dissimilar to mm -hmm. us. So they're not like us. And so we we hang around those people, we we marry those people, or we're dating those people, and and because of that, you get a room. You're going to advertise to one group, but you're also going to get the other group that comes along with them. Right. So no, that's true. So you still have to think about it. You still Absolutely. got to think about it. You can't just focus in on one. No, one thing. and I think in a comedy club setup, it's you know you have a, a wide variety of people because you do have the other half and mm -hmm. the other half of whoever came is going to be one of the other three parts yeah so having a, an act that everybody can enjoy uh, will definitely sound better to the manager on stage if, if you're not isolating half of the group yeah you know what i mean <laughs> yeah absolutely but at the same time you never want to water what you're doing down you want to no. be 100 percent authentic so to i think i think for everybody listening to 
first identify what type you are yeah so you know what type is most likely to follow you I mean, I would think if I'm going to go see a comedian, though, I'd want to identify with them. However, if I wanted to marry them, I would have the opposite. Yeah. Thing. The answer is no, Rick. The answer is no. <laughs> I don't want to marry you. Oh, I'm already <laughs> taken. <laughs> so it's, it's interesting. Like, you want to uh, entertain all groups. Yeah. However, the, the most loyal followers are going to be most like you mm-hmm. as far as their personality. And probably that's where understanding who you are mm-hmm. and what your presentation style is. Uh, as an example, I've heard you um, talk about uh, talking about your kids and your family and and. Probably if D's were doing that, they would they would tell it in a different way. They may still talk about it, but they may tend towards some things that uh, where they're directing people, telling people what to do. You know, they're they're things that they've done or mm-hmm. doing, things of that nature versus those things that may be more uh, person or fun oriented. Right now, the I they would definitely do that. They would tell some funny story. You know, so they're going to do that more much more often than maybe the D and definitely the C. The C has to work at creating that. So the the, the I, it just comes to them naturally. Gotcha. So they have to work at <laughs> What they have to work at is pruning it down. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm aware of that in my stand-up show when I'm talking about my kids. I've got, I can do three jokes, maybe five minutes max. And once again, I don't want to lose anybody out of that five-minute loop. So yeah. even though I've got 20 jokes about my kids, I'm going to pick the three most appropriate jokes for this audience. Yeah, and then I'm I'm working on my new hour up here. You can see on the board I'm trying to replace those jokes. Mm-hmm. And right now, one of the struggles I have is trying to find a, a new couple of jokes about my son because he's m- more in, you know he's third grade. He's kind of leveled out. He's he's kind of normal now, but yeah. ba- babies are extremely <laughs> weird. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, there's yeah, all yeah. you can go on for days and days and yeah. days. So I'm waiting. I keep watching my son every day. Do something weird that I can talk about, you know? Like, but I am aware that I can't even on this podcast can't talk yeah. more than one more second about my son because it's not interesting to some of the people listening, you right. know? Mm-hmm. So it is. A, it's a juggling act yeah. all the time. But it's interesting how the different groups uh, handle it. Let me let's talk about this S group because we haven't really talked to them as, about them as much. You describe them as supportive and and stable. Yes. And so. Would you say an MC of a show who has to keep the show intact and running smoothly, uh, and even in speaking engagements, they all have MCs for the whole day, would be more of that type or the D type where they're, let's go, let's get it going, let's jump start it? I mean, I, I'm, I know they can be both, but which do you think would be most apt for the S? They would be any one of the personalities could be that. They can be in that role. Mm-hmm. But the way they manage it, the way they handle it, will be very different. As an example, your D might be, you know, pointing at their wrist, and they're they're keeping it running. I mean, on time to the second. Whereas the S is, it might say things like, you know, are you ready? Are you ready to go on stage? You know, are, are you feeling okay? Gotcha. You know, you look a little tired. Are you all right? Would you like some water before you go on These stage? These are all true statements. You know, he's, he's looking directly at me. I do look tired. I do need water. <laughs> well, all those things happened right before the podcast. You know, it's like, hey, are you okay? Are you comfortable? You know, do you need water? Do you need something else? Do you need coffee? I'll, I'll make you coffee before sure. you, you know. Right, exactly. I so, would be like, you showed up. Good. Let's go. But let me tell you, though, that's something I've consciously had to be more aware of because there's been times where I've gotten halfway to the podcast and, and realized I didn't offer you any water or coffee. Yeah, yeah. And, and as the role of the host, I should be welcoming you in with 
I didn't even offer you snacks because I've got those too. <laughs> but then that would crunch on, on the air, yeah, so we yeah. wouldn't want that. <laughs> but that was something that I really had to think about. Yeah. And, and there's been times where I've, you know, I've gone to a meeting. You know, I, I met with a group recently about hosting an event for them. And I came in, we sat right down, and they never offered coffee or water. I drove an hour to get there. That You know, that wasn't even on their radar. Yeah. But it's just not part of what their personality trait is. Yeah. So, and mine is not to ask for it if they don't offer oh, it. Right. So there I was parched and drying up and not as yeah. creative as I could have been. Because yeah, because you're going you're gonna to be more reserved. You're, you're going to stand back from it rather. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like the D would say, you got any water? <laughs> right. Yeah. Hey, I, I need some water, you know. Or, or if I was... It, and I'm going to reveal, if I was more D, mm-hmm. I would have told him to get something for me to eat before we came to the podcast, right. yeah. you know, right. but I'm not D, so that's another But hint. you could be passive D and slow your way through the airport and grab a Burger King on your way yeah. out and just tell him that your plane <laughs> took a while to deplane or Passive something. Passive aggressive, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, that's true. You know, that I, I was, uh, it's it's time, I think, it's time to, do, at least I'm, I'm looking forward to this. We know that one of the things that he's revealed, he's much more that C, he can get into that D, okay, when he needs to. Uh, we're speaking of Gavin, of mm-hmm. course. And then, and yet, he has a huge heart. And I, you know, he's got all warm and fuzzy here, you're honest. You know, but, but he does. He has this huge heart for, for people and pets and that sort of thing. And see his body language, he just wiggled. He's yeah. uncomfortable with this, <laughs> you know. So just the talking about it, you know, it's like he's breathing deeply. <laughs> so, yeah. So now, I. What what you just took the assessment and I and I uh, directed I gave da- Gavin the information that going to personality insights I I have used personality insights over the years uh, Dr Robert Rome is uh, the person who manages that and is the leader of that uh, and and um, it's his business but personality insights you took the assessment um, so if someone listening to the podcast wanted to go and do that how much would it cost how much did it cost anything in fact. I think the one I took was twelve ninety five. Yeah, okay. and, t- and it takes ten minutes max. Yeah, but I, I was looking at it before it got on, and it's, it's, you know, there's some things that are revealing and some just reassuring. Like I kind of guessed before I took it, you know, what kind of categories I'd fall into, and as you can see on mine, mine nothing is off the chart in any direction. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty mm-hmm. even keel guy. Uh, and that comes, I think, from from being a father and a husband and a parent, and that kind of stuff has put me more in that even keel group. Uh, and I have to be aware of all these different things because I work with different groups and perform mm-hmm. in different places. So I'm constantly adjusting the amount in each of these groups, mm-hmm. you know. But I think it's without without having taken a peek at that. Yeah. Um, I was kind of on board ahead of time thinking of where I was, but it's, yeah. My personality type is, likes the fact that I know now. I know. Well, and the thing well, is, and is you're talking you... about levels, and you're talking about all those kind of things. Yes. So you're you're even the language you're describing it in is a tell on who you are. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting because we're looking at your highest in your basic is S, okay? Uh, so the thing is, is part of the reason you enjoy doing what you do is because you like people. Yeah. You like to be around people and you and you like to have fun with people. Even though you may be on on the side that is more reserved, you really enjoy people and that drives you to that uh, get out in front of people, make people laugh and enjoy that part of and your do an own educational, helpful teaching podcast. Right, right, right. Yeah, that's you know, all part of that. It, it's 
it, that is a tell right there. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, you are helping lots of people. A high D know, would never probably do a podcast. They wouldn't do it. They'd say, get it together. They'd be a three-minute guest max on any yeah. of them because I've got <laughs> stuff to do. Well, yeah. and, and and it would it might be shorter, you know. it, it uh, Yeah, there would be definite things about – but there, remember, every one of these quadrants, uh, if you will, D, uh, D, I, S, and C, there are people in every quadrant, in every – uh, business, you know, there are business CEOs that aren't D's. Uh, there are CEOs that are definite D's, and you can see that. There are, you know, presidents, you know. I, I mean, it, it is across the board. So being one personality or a blend and higher in one or the other doesn't negate the fact that you can do any job at any time because, again, remember, you, you move into your environmental. The thing is, is that when you are in your environmental, you may not be as energized Mm -hmm. by it. When you leave it, it might feel more like work. But when you're in your basic or you can use your basic skill, you leave there, you cannot wait to do it again because it energizes you to do it. So that's why you love doing what you do. Yeah, I mean, these days where we record and stuff, I get really fired up. In fact, I try to I try to do less things in the morning so I can be mentally fresh when I come yep. in here and do some kind of yard work or something where I can relax and mm. put the focus on this. Yep. Well, let's talk about um, communicating specifically in different situations because what I'm think I'm learning here, and I know a lot of comics listening will re- relate to this, and, and probably speakers too. But comics, when we when we try to interact with the person booking a club, if we're lucky enough to have their email address or, or yeah. even text them. Uh, there are almost, I can't think of an instance where it's not, the communication we get from them is as brief as it possibly can be, like in that D category. Like, And sometimes, oftentimes, not enough information in that initial request from them or f- from the answer that we got from our question. Yeah. We have, we like for example, I'll get an inquiry, like, are you open February 28th? Okay, I need to know is that for a local show? Is that for something out of town? Is that for a corporate event? Because I don't want to commit to help to, you move a mattress. Yeah. Is it what is that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, is it is it going to be just popping down and doing a set because right, yeah. I'm I'm available but I'm not interested, but I'm open. So I'm I'm, I'm mentally juggling all these yeah. things like so, and I cannot answer. I've learned to answer with just a response instead of a response with a question because they they hate when you ask a question. You know, but I really need to know more information. So when somebody is communicating back and forth with you like that. What is the best way to get more information from that person yeah. without annoying that person to where they just delete it and go on to the next person? Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And and, the, and part of the reason that you need more information is simply because you in, you're in business, so you need to have some answers. But you might not need to know all of the detail that you typically might want because your S and your C, your S is much more laid back, but the C in you says, I need more information. You know, Gavin would want to know all the answers. I want to know you how know. long the mic cable was. You know, I was well, I, you know, I'm like that too. I want all that information, yeah. but, but I'm aware that I just got to temper it down and get, you know, I want to get the gig, I guess, and I can always, but yeah. here, here's the thing, like I don't want to accept something and go, oh, this isn't what I expected. Right. So, yeah. so I do have like a pre-event questionnaire. Even I try to find the no as quick as I can if somebody wants to hire me. And if yeah. there is no, I know I'm a hundred percent perfect fit. So the pre-event questionnaire is another signal, or as Gavin put it, a tell, 
of that type of personality. But there, the I needs to learn that from you. So there are I's listening right now that need that pre-event questionnaire. And remember when you sent out the contract, mm-hmm. that that uh, that information is super valuable to the I because they need to learn from the C what kinds of details they need to ask. And and you may say it may sound funny to say how long is the mic cord, but what you've talked about is lighting in a room and he who has the mic. If you don't have a mic, you know, you're not in control. Right. And the heckler can be more in control than you are if they've got more attention. Absolutely. Than you. Or if people know them better than and they certainly don't know you, just you just walked on stage. Right. You know, they're you're the paid guy to be there. And so uh, they've heard his funny or her funny before. So there are right. some dynamics there that are certainly a part of this process. So each one of the quadrants can learn from the other quadrant as you know a D like I've learned. Uh, is and I'm not necessarily this is not the environment for the expression of this but in that quick answer sharp answer come back with it uh, and, and as you said get the gig first and then have some other questions uh, that you would want to do or want to to deliver to them afterward but immediately but would it be like telling them you know uh, I need I need the answer to these three things. That's what I was like just thinking. Like sending, sending like a bu- maybe the bullet points like that person sent ex- to you. That's exactly what I was thinking. One, love two, to, three. but I need the bullets. Yeah. Yes, then, I'm open. If it, Can you just tell me when, where, and what kind of group? Yep. Yeah. And just three quick answers or even just yes, no answers, you know. Yeah. If I could respond back to a text with a checkbox, that's what these people would like to respond to. But that's that would give me enough information to put it aside because the other thing that drives comics crazy and speakers, anybody that's booking engagements, you know, if you're full-time at this, uh, you get the inquiry, yeah. and, and then there can be a lag time between the decision makers and the committee that's going to pick yeah. you between the sure. other person. So you don't want to ask them all those questions, but right. you do also need to know how long do I need to keep this on my radar. Yeah. And so, I mean, I, I kind of have a built-in system to follow up at certain intervals regardless of what kind of person they are so I can kind of keep track yeah. and realize if it's not going to happen, totally. it's not going to happen. But. But I'm, I'm learning from this today, and I tap again <laughs> for emphasis, that I maybe should respond back to those really brief emails or those brief texts with just one, two, three bullets, simple questions. Yep. And I know now that if I respond back with paragraphs or anything that looks like a paragraph, that I'm already probably going to be off the They're going to look at their email, look at their phone, and go, oh, God, And, and when I'm getting guy. inquiries in from people that have a long-winded email, that I should not give them short yeah, curt answers because they'll look at that as I'm being rude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you kind of look at the volume of the text on the email or page and yeah. respond within that. To, Would you say that's correct? To, to give you an example, I do I do personal and individual business and personal coaching, like life coaching. So I have some clients. One of the one of my requirements to work with a person is that in after our conversation or at the end or near the end of our conversation, we're going to do a quick debrief of the conversation while we're talking with one another on the phone. Then we're going to uh, come up with three different goals they have to provide for me at the end of that conversation. So those are verbal. Following that within 24 to 36 hours, they need to give me a recap of what they remember from, what was important. I will get two and three page recaps from some, uh, It's and even for me, that's a lot right. for me to go through <laughs> and read, and I'm using highlighters, and it's just, it's just on and on and on verbiage, okay? Uh, not blocked, not paragraphed, just <laughs> verbiage. It's like they just spilled their thoughts, you know? Then I'll get another one 
that has one, two, three, and it's barely a comment, and there's not even a period at the end of the statement. So it, it, it's all across the board how people communicate. But I will say this, that the checkbox idea or a quick statement will work for any one of the quadrants because you're not going to have someone in the I category or the S who might normally communicate to you in paragraph form whereas a D and the C might prefer to you pr for you to pre present to them in a simple statement. Gotcha. But the I and the S are still going to be okay with the simple statement and their ability to respond. When they respond, it's going to be in paragraph form, <laughs> but they're going to appreciate the fact that it was real simple for them to, to respond to. The question yeah. is simple in the, in the approach. Well, I already like the fact that, I mean, I'm, I'm going to implement moving forward when I send the pre-event questionnaire, the option for them to check a box at the top, you prefer not to even go through this questionnaire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if so, let me know and I'll respect your time. But yeah. knowing that, here's the two things I have to know. The outcome of the event, how will you consider this a success? If I know those two things, I can work everything else into that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But if I don't ask those two questions, then I can't, I'm not going to ever go in with a canned speech. Right. I want it to be perfect for them best I can yep. do that that's the so whole those two point. questions have to be in there so that I could say everything else maybe I should say at the top you know the, these first two I've got to know the rest it's up to you if you want to respond yep yeah and that way everybody's off the hook but they're all engaged and nobody's gonna be offended by two quick questions yeah, yeah these like must knows mm -hmm. you know just something must know or something need to know now those some phrase like that and under that one two something quick and simple uh, and they know you have to know this you're not asking the size of the audience you're not mm -hmm. asking things of that nature that in their mind they might be thinking well he's going to adjust his pricing right. based on how we answer these questions They're, these are questions you have to know about booking I already have a I already have a date booked and can I fly from point A to point B can I get there I do have it open but if it you know right, it, right. It, it's that sort of thing <laughs> that from a business standpoint it's a Thursday night in Bangladesh like yeah. Not going to be able to make it. Uh, you know, <laughs> I don't care what day of the week it is. Yeah, <laughs> right. I'm going to be in L.A. I can't get to Bangladesh that yeah. quick. Well, right. sometimes, you know, the, uh, an agent will call and say, hey, are you open this date? And, and they don't tell me what kind of group. Right. I, well, I don't want to be tentatively holding a date for a group that I'm not even right for. Right. But to them, it's just mm. one more booking and, and another commission, and that's yeah. all they care about. So there's a lot of variables to play in. But I think everybody listening should at least, you know, you should at least download this, uh, this chart so you can see where the different people are. And, and I assume just speaking the language of the people you're interacting with is going to get you the best success and the quickest answers, correct? Yes, yes. Uh, you know, uh, as I, I may have mentioned this already, but it's dealing with difficult people. If not think of them as difficult people, but think of them as different people and learning, and it takes time. It takes practice, just like it takes practice to hone your skill. You have to hone the skill of speaking the language and identifying it. Some of the other tells might be, let's say, for an eye. If I met a person who's in, you know, a, a bright, a paisley shirt, you know, and uh, and they're wearing jewelry, whether this is guy or girl, or Sinbad, or Sinbad, yeah, exactly. You know, uh, <laughs> if if that's the person, then I probably need to be. I need to be. Smart 
smiling more. I need to be using body language that's broader, more expressive. But if I'm talking to a C, I need to keep my body language down. I need to speak in, in much more emphatic ways, such as that one, two, three, identify a few points, not a lot. Uh, you know, those kinds of things. Uh, like you walk in a person's office, a manager's office, uh, and this is the booking manager. You walk into their office and they have pictures of their family all around, probably more like an S, maybe an mm-hmm. I, but if they're a person with plaques on the walls, things that identify things that they've done well, uh, someone's <coughs> given them, they've, they're standing shaking the hand of the president right. of some company or something, probably an I slash D, because the D says this this is uh, uh, information that tells you I can get the job done. Right. The other person has said, hey, you know, notice we're all grinning, we're in a big group, we're smiling, you know, and we're taking a selfie, essentially. Mm-hmm. That's the I personality style. So these are little indicators about what style they are. It's funny. It's, it's funny because I've, even with this little simple office I've got, I started to put some stuff up, you know, some plaques. <laughs> And then I started thinking, you know, that sends the wrong message. Right. And it's really, I could care less. It's just stuff that I can't keep in the garage anymore. Yeah. It's going to be at the garage sale <laughs> on Saturday. But I do have some stuff from my family. You know, my kid drew me a calendar. So it's... it's I, but I will tell you that that stuff uh, occupies a total space of four by four <laughs> square feet. Yeah. What takes up 75% of this room <laughs> is true. planning it's and true. lists. Lists of lists and and you know brainstorming and just just information packed you know and so when I came in here I was like whoa well, Gavin look know. at this there's a <laughs> list of thirteen things and he already has number fourteen and fifteen that doesn't have anything in it yet but look, he's prepared but look, for fourteen but look and fifteen closer. it's in pencil oh it's, it's in yeah. pencil <laughs> I, just, oh, wow. I haven't I haven't got the words of those songs written but I've got the idea but what you did yeah. is you made a space for it uh-huh. and then came back and filled it in yeah. So you knew you were going to have 14 and 15. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be there. <laughs> but let me, let me ask you this. Um, so say I'm brand new to a club. Uh, they book me and, and maybe an agency book me. So I don't know anybody at the club. I don't even know a manager or anybody. And I walk in there. What are some simple things I can do? Are there some simple questions you can ask to kind of get the answers you need to identify who you're dealing with and what kind of personality type they are. Well, probably it's the, the, the typical questions that you need to ask. How, how you might ask them is keep it simple and then listen for their response and get their feedback, but be visually aware of their body language. You know, it's like I was looking at you and saw his body language to my far left a mm-hmm. moment ago. So just be aware of body language. People who, if they're not using broad body language or if they're, if they're uh, answering you in short bursts, most likely that's going to be a C or a D personality. Mm-hmm. If they start talking about, hey, you know, how was your drive-in? You know, did you have that? You know, that probably is going to be an I or maybe an S personality. So you can be more uh, open, uh, much more relaxed with that personality. The other is going to be much more about task. Get to the point, say it, do it, let's decide and get on with business. Right. Interesting. So it's, it's hard to get to know the D in, sh- in a short period of time, like a week. Well, no. Especially no see, you do know him. 
that you know him. I know because his type. He's, yeah, he's yeah. coming in, and all of a sudden, you're like, that's what I... But that's you may not ever know them on a personal, personal level. Personal level, may yeah. take may Absolutely. take longer to get to, because they're not interested in giving you personal information, because it's not important. Right, yeah. What's important to them is, is getting the task done. They're going to give you times and all that sort of information. They're going to give you information that's related to task. The C will give you that information. The form that they give it to you in may be a printed sheet. Right. that they've already prepared, just like what you said earlier about your questions and mm-hmm. so forth. They may give you a printed sheet that already has all of the, maybe it even tells you where things are located in the general area, you know, right. make it easier. Because they are they don't want to answer these questions anymore. <laughs> yeah, you know? Automate. Automate, they, delegate, or yeah. eliminate. Yeah. Right. There you go. That's <laughs> exactly right. Now, the S might do it, but the S would do it, they would do it because they just want to make it easy for you. And mm-hmm. getting a read on that, um, after a while, it's it. In fact, the other person after a while might think you're reading their mind. How could you know that <laughs> about me? Because you've begun to be so comfortable in in reading personality, reading right. how they're going to respond. Yeah, it's cool. I think you know what. As a business person, I'm, I'm thinking that you know the more you can identify their type, but also get the information you need from them. Uh, not to give you a leg up in negotiation necessarily, but to to not shortchange yourself on the transaction yes. or the potential of the engagement. You know, like I, out of every engagement, I would love to have uh, a video testimonial. But I realize, especially today after looking at this, I may never ever get that from the type D. I might always get it from the S. Mm, so, yes. so maybe not even ask the other, you know, or pre-write, and this is something people do all the time, and, and I'm, I'm comfortable doing it now, but it originally <laughs> seemed it odd yeah but send them a review and say hey I know you're a busy person I, I value your reference in fact you're probably too busy to write me a letter of reference I copied something down here below if you're fine with that let me know and I'll just give you the, you know attribute yep. that to you and you don't have to do anything yeah and so that might be the way to get the reference from the type D in fact you and I are both in the process of writing a book mm-hmm. and that's one of the suggestions in getting testimonials from busy people or from personalities uh, others that others will know is to send them something and say so I've, I've given this this is what the book is about I've given this to you you're mentioned in the book or, or whatever the reference point is and then you offer it to them so that they don't have to be they don't have to come up with the, the whole idea right they, you have you've given them them someplace to start yeah and so yes and, and th- that's uh that's and they don't have to read two that. or three chapters of the book to have something relevant yes. to yeah. say exactly. so you've taken you've you've gotten what you needed they've gotten the way they needed to respond to it so knowing that language is super key yeah and so okay cool i like that <laughs> i make sure i don't miss <laughs> as my personality type wants to check the list here i want to make sure yeah we're working uh, from a list well the thing is though <laughs> so i haven't had to look yet which is cool uh, but that's the quiet type uh we talked about hecklers which is cool when, when, okay, say this is an interesting question, and I, I know from a visual standpoint and an audio standpoint how I would prefer to book all comedy shows that have three acts. I would want three people that visually look different, that sounded different. Would it be a benefit to my audience to have three comics with higher peaks in three different categories so that, that everybody in the audience at some point found camaraderie well, with somebody on stage? Yeah. Think about that as it put your booking agent hat on, or even yeah. if, you're, if you're booking three speakers for a conference and you've got three speakers in one day. Right. 
because and, and whether they're male or female mm-hmm. so you, you want to blend all that and I know that's a concern for you because you wanted to have uh, in, in listening to the podcast in the past you wanted to have some female as well as male absolutely uh, people on the podcast so that's one thing to look at but the other thing is definitely true I think if you were if you were booking and you knew those personalities based on or those uh, uh, the, the people based on uh, maybe videos that you've seen of them or your own experience with them yeah absolutely if you knew someone was going to to hit a particular part of your crowd uh, I, I think it's a great way to look at it absolutely but probably their comedy or what they're presenting is already a tell as to their personality style and the way right. they're presenting yes. right so you would see the different style yeah. and put that into play interesting cool I like it and then how important do you think it is when a comic hits the stage to identify within their material in the first couple of jokes what type they are in a way that the people who are that type as well can connect with them quickly and perhaps the people that aren't the same type can have patience with them and understand (laughs) why they are that way. Mm. You know, from what I've heard from you is that uh, you need on board as quickly as you can that early adopter laugher. Mm-hmm. You know, the person who's laughing, if you haven't used the word laugher, but, you know, the person yeah. who's going to laugh with you the quickest, and you're going to keep them with you as you progress. But understanding that throughout your presentation, you, there are those that are going to come on very quickly, then there are going to be those that come on a little bit after that, and then there are those that are going to be that, you know, they've still got their arms folded as I said mm-hmm. On the way home, they're going to be like, that they're was gonna, really oh, good. Oh, man, I loved <laughs> that, that joke. Really you good. Know? Had, remember that story. They'll talk about it, but th- they're still processing it. it I, I, I say it this way. There there are people in your audience that are speedboats. They're, they're easy to turn. They're going to turn with you quickly. They'll turn with you in your segues. They'll turn with you very quickly. Other people are more like ocean liners. It's going to take them longer to turn. Your D's and your I's, they're going to turn with you very quickly. They're, they can, they're almost there before you get there. And then, and, and that's why the heckler is effective in heckling, because they're figuring out where you are before you go there. And the heckler's a tugboat pushing you. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, in a way. They're small, exactly. they, but they have a huge effect on the direction of the program. Yeah. Yes, yes, exactly. So if you perform comedy on cruise ships. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Great. I think Which, we may be getting a little specific here. <laughs> I think you'd want some middle-sized, yeah. but <laughs> elegant but affordable yeah. Um, cruising, Boating, yeah. cruise ships to be. This is for our maritime audience. Now, I like that, though, because I can visualize, that puts it in context for me, that I've got some speedboats, and I want to get the, the show up to a fast start, so let's all get the speedboats going yeah. the same direction, and then we'll pull along in the wake of our, our progress the big yeah, heavy ship that's going to take a while, but they can't they can't neglect our progress or can be left behind. Right, you know, and, and there are comedians, there are people listening to us that they are the they are the cruise ship. They come on stage and they're much more laid back and they take their time, you know, and they're moving much more slow, slowly. And then there are others that come on stage and it's like they're so rapid fire. I'm thinking, slow down. I can't even understand what you're saying. You know, I it takes me a little more time to catch up with you. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, there I, I don't. I don't remember their <laughs> names, but I know there are famous comedians that they they present themselves that way on stage. Much more laid back, much more slower paced. Others are much more rapid I'm fire. Stephen right Wright and the, yeah, those Stephen guys Wright, oh, yeah, just Stephen come Wright. on that are just slow like, and deliberate. Yeah. Or mm-hmm. even, uh, you know, 
all 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 the transgressions aside, Bill Cosby was a very. I'm yeah. going to tell you some stories. I know it's going to be funny at the end, so I'm going to mm-hmm. take some time to get there. Uh, that comes with confidence too. It's not just a an in, you know a trait. It's also the confidence in your material. Right. Yeah. I think to a degree. And it goes back to what you said at the very beginning of the podcast, and that's knowing who you are, mm-hmm. knowing how you present best. And that you can lay up the story, and then you can sink the ball. It's almost like you're dunking it right at the end, and everybody's with you. They're laughing, but you've took you've taken some time to lead up to that. And that's probably it, it's certainly it's a developed skill, but it may be more the S and the C versus the I and the D. The mm. I and the D would probably get there much quicker. Right. That's interesting. So, I mean, I tell you, everybody listening should at least find out who you are because if yeah. you <laughs> look because I, I as a comedy coach and stuff I can identify material right and I can tell you what's funny and got the elements and the techniques in there but if you're struggling with your opening of your show your first two or three minutes it could come back to the struggle you're having uh, trying to get out of this personality trait and connect with people on a different level right or you get frustrated before you have success because you don't realize that you are the slower to develop yeah you are the big ocean liner in this situation and you've got a crowd full of of speedboats and you need to jump that gap and get them on board quicker so i think just knowing what you're what you are you should be comfortable in that pour your material into that totally but also knowing that find a few jokes for these different types yeah i mean i could the openers were really hard for me to write because it was like I even it feels offensive to me to just go up and just like bing bang boom hey like i'm this guy because i want to be like hey, here's me, this is me, like, mm-hmm. you know, here's all the things here. I'm going to, you know. And so it was super tough for me to think that way, but if I didn't do that, I, I wasn't getting anybody. On, right. <laughs> you know. Well, I think it's what I like about this too. It's cool that I can see this on, on the table here. Um, when you st- I always talk about the rule of threes. Yeah. Now, rule of three would definitely be mm-hmm. something that the type D would – 100% identify with and nobody else would get lost on because it's useful, it's simple, right. and it's easy to digest. And so I always preach coming on stage, identifying who you are. Yeah. And if you don't know that, then check out this personality thing yeah. <laughs> so you know. But identify who you are in, in your early jokes and have that one or two, three self-deprecating things and move on. Mm-hmm. And that way you've uh, – and that's why that works, actually. That, that, that kind of tells me now why that rule of three and the self-deprecating works because you've just appealed to all four quadrants of this – yeah, right. the S, profile. The, yeah, the self-deprecating thing that the S's want to help you, the C's know they're going to be okay, the yeah. D's you got something done quick, right? You know, the I's hey everybody's a party and and you know well, you're yeah, all on board. The D knows he's better or she is better than you because you've just self-deprecated yourself, right. so they're still so a they're charge. Fine with you. <laughs> they're like, yeah. hey, they're okay. I, I like this guy. Clobber this dude. I'm better than this guy. <laughs> yeah, this is really interesting. Yeah, I mean we could get deep into this and, and maybe we'll have to have you back at some point. That was the Once whole. I, that's the whole thing that I saw. I was like, gosh, if I could just yeah. get some of this information to people, they could re- you can use it so in it just it permeates everything and so it is useful in all things. Yeah, and I'm going to uh, and we will follow back at some point um, whether you're here or on the phone. I want to let you know how uh, myself and Gavin hopefully yeah. too. Gavin's probably been doing this naturally, <laughs> but I'm going to approach this new hour that I'm presenting with this personality mm. profile stuff in mind so that I can not only material-wise uh, pick stuff that can be relatable, but also keep all four quad- quadrants involved Yeah, from that angle of it with the personality, too. And that's, you know, that could be as simple as punchline one for the D, 
punchline two for the I type people. Yep. And then punchline three for the S. Yeah. Next joke come around, punchline, you know, you can get systematic with it. Uh, yeah. But you could, now I can also look at the punchlines and realize maybe there's nothing in here for, for the D at all. Yeah, you have Next a huge joke hole. Be a D. And so the people that are hiring you that are standing in the audience are like, uh, he's, yeah. he's doing okay. Yeah. Or <laughs> maybe I open if I have a multiple you know, jokes that I can pull from or uh, stories if I'm doing a, a speech, open with a story that most integrates with the person I traded, the person that hired me, so that they can, at, in the first three minutes, go, ah, oh, this is exactly what I needed. Ding. And That's then they're the relaxed, yeah. <laughs> and they can watch the audience get on board as well with the other Yeah, we'll stuff. have this guy back next year, too. Yeah. You know? yeah. There's a lot yeah. of ways this yeah. could really... One of the, one of the things I, I, I was going to speak to an issue that Gavin just brought up about uh, uh, the way he talks about approaching, and I've heard him do this on the podcast, and then we've, we've talked about it uh, personally, is that uh, I, I learned this from uh, Tony Alessandra. In fact, uh, as a traveling business trainer, I've used uh, not only Robert Rome, but Tony Alessandra's material. And, and one of the th ways that the D, I, S, and C is communicated by Alessandra is that he calls the D the director, the, the I the socializer, the S the relator, and the C the thinker. And so when I'm talking to Gavin sometimes, I might say to him, that's the thinker coming out in you. <laughs> because remember the, the preparation, 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 that's the thinker coming out. It's the, the ocean liner. It takes a lot longer to turn him to get him there. But a the thing is, is, the thing <laughs> is, is once they're there, once they're with you, you have a loyalty with them that's built in that they are loyal to you. And, and that in building, a, building an audience, building followership, that group is once you have that group with you, man, they're loyal thick and thin. You know, they're with you. But the, the, the challenge for them is that, you know, as Gavin has said, you know, he, he plans to work on writing. And then something turns on him, and he doesn't have as much time, mm -hmm. or the, the 45 minutes becomes 20 minutes. And it's difficult, not because he has 20 minutes, but because it changed. Ah. Yeah. Because it changed. <laughs> yeah. The frustration of the change. The I is going, hey, things changed. You right. know, and, and they're going to use the 20 minutes that they have instead of thinking, well, I lost 25 minutes or I lost 35 minutes or whatever. The C is going to be focused on the fact that it changed. And this is frustrating and it's de-energizing and it's, you know, uh, and what they're focusing on is the fact that it changed right, rather yeah. than focusing on the 20 minutes <laughs> right. that they've got remaining in order to do the work that they were doing. Oh, man, that's funny. Yeah. Oh, that definitely happens. I, that's what I felt with that frustration. You know, I told that story about going into Starbucks and just sitting there being frustrated. Yeah. And then I couldn't write. And then I was frustrated that I couldn't write. And then uh, nothing was going right. And then it was, you know, but that's my personality type. Yeah. yeah. I have to pull myself out of that. I have to I have to force myself out of that to help me. <laughs> yeah. No, that's it's interesting you say because I see that with, with Gavin a lot. Yeah. I mean, we haven't had too many times where I've thrown you a curveball as you walked in the door here. No. But uh, I... You know, I can see the gear switch in his brain if there is something like, hey, let's, we're going to do this topic instead. Or I make a sound like this. I go, uh, yeah, uh, exactly. Uh, uh, and then I'm like, uh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, so I have two questions in here. Right. Like, what are we doing and why? Uh, you know, what, what's the goal? Mm -hmm. But it does take me a second. Like all of a sudden you can auditorily, I will make that sound. I will go, uh, yeah. Okay, here we go. So he is. I'm going to, have to communicate through sonar with yeah. you because it, <laughs> it's that long. Okay, yeah. but ping. I've learned. I've learned 
to not go, oh, well, I thought we were, I've not, I've learned to not say, oh, well, I thought we were going to do this. I had a story about that that I was going to say, and I had this other thing that I was going to do about mm -hmm. that, because then I know you will go, oh, uh, well, yeah, that's not really what we're going to do. And, blah, and, and so I know it will not be communicating to you in the best way to serve me. Right. Like, because I would like to continue the relationship here. And so I try, I communicate to you in the way that you need me to communicate to you. Yeah. So Obi-Wan, the dark side. <laughs> yes. The thing is, but I'm see, thinking about, I'm the, thinking, uh -huh. consciously thinking about the way I'm communicating those frustrations or those changes. I, I do think about those mm. things. And, and the see or the thinker can turn that on you and say, you know, they become critical. Um, and they start not critiquing, but they become critical. That's the dark side of that. So, you know, <laughs> uh, and what's, what's um, uh, wonderful about the relationship between the two of you that we as listeners hear is we hear the working relationship the two of you've had, and, and as it even it, – it's, it's even getting better and better, and the gel <laughs> is getting better, and the laughter between the two of you is getting better, and we enjoy that and hearing that, but he – he doesn't. He has learned to not go to the dark side. Yeah. So yeah. thank you, Obi Wan. <laughs> thank you. Well, you know, it's a uh, it's very polarizing when that happens, and you never. And then then there's the prequel we got to deal with. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> He'll be merchandising, and we don't have to shoot it well. You know what's funny though is he's got um, early on the end when we were you know releasing these things. I get feedback from some of my more experienced you know twenty year comics. Yeah. And and they were frustrated with you <laughs> early on yeah. because they're like me were you know but they have turned slowly because this thing's rolled out almost a year now yeah and they're like man you know this podcast wouldn't be anything if Gavin wasn't in there oh. <laughs> because now they they want to hear they're reconnecting with you through the perspective of somebody that's just getting into comedy just starting yes. which a lot of old bitter comics have forgotten the excitement of that yeah and you're helping them connect with that yeah. as well as you've got I mean. Every third iTunes oh review, it's Gavin's doing this, and uh, <laughs> one we haven't read yet. It's like Gavin's doing great; he's getting yeah. better every episode. So, <laughs> so you're kind of a slow burn on those guys yeah. in a way. But it, we need all of those listeners to listen to yeah. us. It benefits both of us in that sense. Totally. So that's a great thing about having a co-host. Yes, and it provides the other side. Yeah. Exactly, and having yep. guests in is a nice thing for us, so we can yes. turn the focus on somebody else. Once <laughs> <we're> yeah. <laughs> so I don't. So I'm the one with the target on me today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is really good stuff, and I mean, without a doubt, I, I've got five or six takeaways. So one, I'll just kind of recap because probably it's my personality type. But if, yeah. if you're listening out there, think about how you communicate with the booking agent or the uh, club manager, and if they're speaking in short, succinct terms. Uh, then you need to give them replies maybe in that same way. If they're more laid back and they have more time to spend, spend that time with them, even if you are a D, because you're going to speak to them on their level. I think those are good. If you're asking for a lot of information up front, like I do with these pre-event questionnaires, <laughs> give them an opt-out early if they're not that type of person, but yep. tell them the must-haves you have to have to get this job done. When you're working with other comics, you know, read the green room maybe when you walk into it before you just bust in and be your whatever personality <laughs> trait you are. Shift down a little bit, yeah. see what the dynamics are. I know a lot of headliners before a show might be really quiet, trying to focus before they hit the stage, but on stage they're big personalities. And you may only see that before you work with them, that right. the stage personality, but off stage they might, you know, they come out of their environment because they're yeah. pre-environment in that mode. So get this information. I'll, I'll, I'll have some links for you guys so you know and you remember the D, the I, the S, the C and different places you can go if you want yeah, to take yeah, that yeah. personality test. But use all this information to your advantage, and especially in your shows. Think about how you get on stage, and you could put all four categories at ease early 
so they have the potential to jump on board with whatever personality type you are. Definitely. If, if I could answer one other question I see on the board, yeah, and that yeah, is, yeah. how do you calm a type A down? Now, how do you calm <laughs> a D, and we're using DISC here, uh-huh. uh, instead of the Myers-Briggs type A? But in, in the, So the first question is, what do you need from me? What do you need right now, immediately, that will help you? Excellent. And then, and then don't say anything else. Let them process. Hey, listen, if you're an MC out there especially and you walk in that yes. green room or you're meeting the headliner and you can identify that they might be that type, that's a great way. What do you need right now for me yep. to make this night work? Per- that would be the perfect thing to and say to them. if they need nothing, they're going to tell you nothing. Yep. If they need water and, and get my introduction out of the way now. Let me yeah. write it down. I like that. Yeah. I like that. So you kind of meet them on their level and don't give them anything to get angry about. Because you're yeah. speaking their <laughs> language because they're task-oriented. They want to know that you're interested in the task just like they are. Mm. So what what do you need from me? Are there just a couple of things that you need from me right now before you do anything else? And if they look like they're a, you know, a tornado trying to solve problems, they don't need you holding a paragraph statement with them. Right. You know, going on about how this was happening and that was happening and telling that, you know, one, one guy that I worked with said, and you've probably Probably many people have heard this is don't tell me about the storm I just want to see the ship come in okay right. using a maritime <laughs> illustration again yeah. but you know I, I, they don't need to hear that a high D doesn't need to hear about your storm they just need to know you are there and you're going to meet the task that they have in mind so what do you need from me that makes the difference immediately for you and that's a great question regardless of their personality type because if you'll discover the personality type by their answer yeah if they give you a <laughs> long-winded answer or a, oh I'm fine is there anything I can get for you right yeah. Yeah. and you know exactly what kind <laughs> they are and you got their language going so that yeah. short question is perfect yeah love it that's it well mr. Randy Miller thanks for uh, being Gavin's dad yeah Gavin thank thanks for picking up your your old man from the airport <laughs> yeah. Uh, we appreciate you listening. If you want to check out uh, Randy Miller's information online, it's Move On Today Number Two, because you've upgraded from Move On Today One, probably. <laughs> yeah. I guess. But it's Move On Today, the number two, the numeral two dot com, and you can check him out there. Uh, yeah, all kinds of good stuff going on. It's Move On Today Two, and you're from. The, your Washington D.C. area still? Yeah, don't hold that against me. No, no, I just want no, I, live, I live in I live in Frederick, Maryland, which is kind of a bedroom community wa- sure. to Washington D.C. We've got quite yeah. a few people in, in the D.C. area that listen, so people. I'm just yeah. throwing that out there in case you want to make a personal visit and oh, yeah, all that kind sure. of stuff. But connect with them if you need some help on discovering more about you or. If you're a person that hires speakers, as you can tell, he can articulate really well incredible information. So if you need somebody to come into your group and help each other to understand dynamics, please consider Randy as well. He is the man. I would enjoy it. Hey, thanks for your time. A, it was great. B, it was cool seeing you. (laughs) And uh, C, we got to get moving on. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. Hey, take care, everybody. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the School of Laughs podcast. If you'd like to hear more School of Laughs podcasts, you can find them on iTunes and Stitcher.com. And don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. For information on upcoming live and online classes, visit SchoolofLaughs.com. Until next time, stay tuned, stay focused, and stay money.